0: When your child was little, it might have been easy for him or her to look up to you. And uh, then when they reached the teen years, uh, they get a little more critical, a little more distance. I certainly remember one of our kids. It's like at 17, a switch was thrown, and they wanted nothing to do with us, just shut us down. What do you do in those moments? It's actually an opportunity for you to connect with your child, and we'll unpack that a little bit today. I'm John Fuller, along with my friend and Focus colleague, Dr. Danny Huerta, And we're returning now to a discussion with Mylan and Kay Yurkovich. And uh, they are experts on a concept called the love styles, which uh, really is all about how you grew up and attached or didn't to your parents and how that carries over into your parenting style. Now, previously, Jim Daly shared about a conflict that he had with his son Trent over some empty boxes in the pantry. Let's go ahead and uh, continue the discussion.
1: You know, another thing that, that comes to mind is you can come from brokenness. You know, you can come from pain and one of these um, attachment issues we're talking about. But that doesn't give you the right to be a bad parent. I well, mean, sometimes we can make an excuse rather than grow in Christ. We, that's we, right. we leave ourselves there. This is how I am.
2: Well, I think the best thing we can do is be a growing parent because we can't be a perfect parent. But I do want my kids to say five years from now, no matter how old I am, my mom is different than she was five years ago. And I want them to be able to observe growth in me. Now, I have a thought about your son. Kids that are in the adolescent years love to point out what they think are the weaknesses in their parents. And they're usually a little bit accurate. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. Okay, here we go. Go ahead. So. What you could say is, I would love to have a discussion with you about how you think I'm angry and, you know, what kind of things do I do that make you feel like that? And how do you feel when I'm angry as soon as you throw the box away that you emptied, But, you know, you keep bringing up, dad, you're mad, dad, you're mad. I think we should have a talk about that so that you're inviting them to give you feedback um, about your own behavior. And I think what that does is if we work on our behavior while we're asking their kids to work, our kids to work on theirs. I think they're more receptive.
3: Yeah. If I said to my son, how what would have been a better way to address you on this topic? I, I came in. I'm frustrated. Let me tell you how I'm feeling. I come in. I'm looking for cereal, Triscuits, and protein bars because that's what I have every morning for breakfast. <laughs> just just Triscuits Triscuit just tending. fell out. I just love Triscuits, man. <laughs> okay. So so I'm looking for. How would you like me to have shared that with you? Because right. I'm asking, so what do I do that bugs you? You know, maybe it, Trent says, "Dad, the first—that's the first thing that came out of your mouth." I would have loved to have had heard "Good morning." You mm. see, that's probably true, actually. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so you see, it, it, and so we have to ask them, "What do I make you feel like when you're around me?" Hmm. And, and we did that with our teenagers and asking them, "What do you? what's it like to be around me? Okay, I fessed up. You give me one of your own stories. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we have so many. Give it to me.
2: Well, I can think of, you know, I almost had the opposite problem. Um, when my son became a teenager and got testy like that, I found myself just being almost speechless.
1: Now, you're the avoider parent. I'm the
2: avoider parent. And, I, you know, but when I looked at my own history... My dad was pretty testy, and and he could get angry. And up to this point in this kid's life, he'd just been this happy kid. And now all of a sudden, he's turning into this angry kid Monster. that can that can boss me around. A, a man. A man, really. <laughs> and Big so man. I had an interesting growth journey there. I I thought, w- what's happening here? What? Why did I? Why am I losing my voice? And I realized, oh my gosh, this is reminding me of my dad. Huh. And I never had a voice around my dad. So one of the ways I I went to my son and I said, I'm having a hard time saying stop to you when you're really getting out of line. And I said, I I just figured out it has to do with my dad. And I said, I never had a voice around my dad. So I said, I'm going to be working on it. But I want you to know it's not right where I'm at. So I think we have to be aware as as parents, especially when our kids are adolescent, where are my weaknesses? Because they're going to tell you. So you might as well own up to them and have open discussions like you know I I'm I'm going to work on this. This isn't a good quality as a parent. You need a parent that can say that's enough.
1: Yeah. How how do I determine my children's style? I mean, we've described them, but how how can I look at my kids and say okay, they're a vacillator, they're a pleaser, they're an avoider. It's a mm-hmm.
2: great question.
3: Mhm. I think the um, avoider child is going to not ever want to tell you how they really feel. They're not going to want to go to vulnerable feelings, negative feelings, except for anger. They'll go to anger, but they are never going to ask or inquire or reveal their real feelings underneath what's going on inside. When would you see this? About what age? Do these patterns begin to form? Oh, I think they can. You, you can see them as early as four and five and six years old, and on into adolescence and childhood and adolescence. It's a pattern of never addressing negative feelings and emotions, and that's yeah. why we must learn as parents to observe what is our child's stress response. Right. What do they do when they're stressed? Yeah. Every time my avoidant child is stressed, they withdraw. For instance, they'll go to the room. They'll also uh, go start fixing things, doing homework, and the whole house could be this wild place, but they've just shut down and closed off, and they're not participating in this home anymore. Uh, I might go ask them, are you stressed right now, or is this home atmosphere stressing you? And I think we must observe, and then as parents, we have to inquire and say, okay, I think you're stressed. I'm the parent, I'm observing you. Every time you're stressed, you withdraw. So I want you to give me three feeling words off the feeling word list and tell me what's going on in the inside and then I'll leave you alone. <laughs> and that's the avoider child. That's the avoider hey, child. I want to get them to access and start you know, retrieving and learning these feelings. Now let's not to be confused with the introverted child who needs to recharge their batteries through withdrawal. And Kay was both. So I, as emeritally, I I had the avoider and the introvert who would withdraw for various reasons. Mm-hmm. So it's important to find out. We we outline this in our book, How We Love Our Kids. The introverted child is not the same as the avoidant child. Right. But
2: either way, you've got to pursue them either way. Pursue. Correct. You have to pursue the avoider. You have to pursue the the introvert. They're not just going to tell you.
1: Ah. Uh, and, and I think what we need to do for people to to look at that list, we'll put a link on the website, mm-hmm. and they can go look at the various lists because that's a good reference tool. And the book, of course, has it. Mm-hmm. So that's a good place to start,
0: How We Love Our Kids. Denny, let's go back to something Kay said in the clip about how parents can practice vulnerability with their own kids. I did not do that early on with my children. I've learned the value of that. But how have you seen a difference in your own relationship with your two kids as you've kind of shared from your past and maybe even your love style?
4: Yeah, vulnerability is key to create trust and to create connectedness. In fact, uh, really, it, it, it creates a relatability between you and your child. And I, uh, I've asked the question frequently throughout my parenting, what is it like to be with me? What is it like to have me as your dad? Is it it's working out well? You know, is there anything that you think I can't see or don't understand about you? Anything goes at that moment uh, because I'm asking the question and asking for that feedback. And it's important for me to make that a, a, a safe moment where I'm not defending it. I've also shared moments where I have felt lonely, I have felt sad, mm. uh, I've, I've shown the ability to cry with my kids. I mean, in fact, recently we were singing, uh, uh, at church together and I w- my daughter leaned in, I was holding her, she's 16 and it was, uh, a song of blessing numbers, numbers six twenty four through 26. Hmm. And I was just singing that over my daughter and allowing myself to just leak. <laughs> my eyes were leaking. Yeah. I said, Hey, my eyes are leaking. Yeah. Look at this. And, uh, and she she appreciated that. She saw the power of that, of me being able to show that emotion. Uh, there have been moments where we've talked about, they've shared their feelings. We go into that and they have asked, has there been any moment where maybe you messed up, dad? How did you handle that? Or were you felt angry at your parents? And it's being able to be open, but with boundaries and with wisdom. Is this gonna be helpful for the moment that we have together right now? Is it gonna be helpful in in what my child is searching for? And that takes discernment on your part as a parent. Is this just a curiosity for a child to use this against you because there's anger and there's there's repair needed in the relationship? Or is there really an opportunity for connectedness in this vulnerability and maybe a a teachable moment uh, that, that that is there. I I also remember having a moment with my daughter where she was talking about feeling left out. And I said, you know, honey, I, that's tough to feel left out and, and disconnected. Can I share a story with you? Because they don't always want to hear stories. Right. And she said, yeah. I said, this was a time when I felt completely alone and mm. disconnected. And it, it really, it feels like somebody punched you. Is that how you feel? Yeah. It, it feels like things aren't going to turn around. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when that happened. And and here's how it began to turn around. And she was all in. I didn't have to tell the whole story, but she felt like I was there. And then I switched to listening to her story again. We can't focus the whole story on ourselves Yeah, it can't be us. It's got to yeah. be them. It's a fine balance, yeah. right, yeah. John? Well, yeah. I appreciate
0: that. Yeah, it, one of my children the other day was expressing emotions, and I responded with logic. It's sort of like, oh, I need to stop and affirm the emotion that they're feeling And then maybe there will be an openness to ask, you know, can I share a story or something like that? But uh, I'm still learning. And I guess that's the good thing is that we're not predestined to be stuck, are we?
4: No, and John, one big one right now for teens and kids is to see that we're grappling with anxiety sometimes as well. As adults, we learn how to hide that and regulate it. And kids are wrestling with that right now. Uh, have those moments where you do feel that, and then maybe what you can do. Hey, I feel yeah. nervous about this coming up today. I think this is what I'm going to do, and, I, and and they hear you praying about it. They need to see how you're engaging and wrestling with anxiety and stress so that they learn how to do it.
0: That's really good insight, and I trust that uh, you've benefited from what Danny shared and from the clip of uh, Mylan and Kay and other things that we do here at the ministry. If Focus on the Family has helped you, May I just ask you to consider supporting us financially, especially if you can make an ongoing, uh, sustaining gift, a month by month gift? Uh, it's real easy to sign up. That helps us kind of anticipate what the budget's going to be in the coming months. Uh, if you're not in a space to do that, we understand. Even a one time gift of any amount makes a difference. And uh, either way, monthly or one time gift, we'll say thank you for your generosity by sending a copy of the book by Mylan and Kay. It's called How We Love Our Kids. I've got to tell you, it is a go-to for me. I'm often going back, reminding myself of the great content in there, and you can find details about the book and ways to donate in the show notes. While you're online, look for an article uh, that is really uh, tying right into our conversation today, How to Encourage Your Child's Style and Identity. Uh, We'll link over to that as well. More from Mylon and Kay next time. For now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and uh, the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.